T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Whew, uh, what a day, huh? KMOX coverage was leading all the way up to the show, and rightfully so, there was just so much to cover. And right now, as we speak, Congress has reconvened after the Capitol building was declared safe. And now the senators are given an opportunity to give a speech. They're given that opportunity to say what was on their mind. And so many of them had to change their speech. They had whatever they were going to say from earlier today written down. And that was completely thrown out the window. And rightfully so. I... I really stayed away from commenting on this. I mostly tried to soak in and watch and observe what was being broadcasted on the television and on the radio today with people that witnessed it and listening to KMOX and listening to our sister station. And I, I just thought I'm not going to try to add anything on social media. I'm going to save it all for tonight because I feel like it wouldn't have been right to try to try to address it in 160 words or characters or whatever. It's just not going to work. And what, what I think we witnessed today is not what you would look at as actions of a patriot. It wasn't patriots that were acting out their duty as Americans, as they thought it was their duty to storm the Capitol building and really become a mob. And they thought somehow that would, the two would equate to each other. And it's really not true. Banding together and outpowering the police, forcing their ways into a federal building where government work was being done to certify the election. And it's just not how we do things here. It's not. It's not how we do things anywhere. It's not how we do it in D.C., Certainly, it's not how we do it in Missouri or anywhere else. It just should not be an option or tolerated at all. Or ever again, we shouldn't even think about this as an option. We've had moments where there's been flare-ups. We've had moments where they banged and tried, but never have we really seen it like this. And as a nation, there's a reason because we're better than that. We should be able to forcefully say, no, we're better than this. Leading up to today, the protest from pro-Trump supporters have been peaceful. 
And really, if you were to look at the track record about different protests that have happened over the past, I don't know, a couple of years, four years or whatever it was, that's how it's been. Uh, even yesterday, for example, think of the tens of thousands that were out in the Capitol and really nothing like this, not even close. The thing that becomes more difficult to look at now is the way the the finger pointing started to begin, the lecturing, the, hey, you don't have an upper hand. You don't have a higher ground card to play anymore because, you know, here's the thing. Being lectured by anyone in Congress tonight, you know, wagging their finger on the floor. No, thanks. Uh, Not helping. Not helping. And automatically going and saying things like, oh, you know, Ted Cruz is a traitor and he should be, uh, someone that is uh, held as a traitor and he should be tried like Josh Hawley. Oh, it's his fault. And over and over and over again, it, it's that type of hatred that has become widespread. And, you know, in, in the, of course, the, immediately too on the Senate floor is it, this is Donald Trump's fault. And deep down inside, I think you already know that this type of hatred has become widespread well before him and wide-reaching, well beyond any individual's own influence. I don't think anyone has enough influence to spread this much hate, let alone do they think it started with any one individual. It's something that is being used in the afterthought that I think turns a lot of people off. I would, um, I, I try to look back and think about what really is the root of this? What is the problem that we're facing that has caused us to get to where we are today? And I keep going back to the idea of the consistency of shifting the definition of what justice is. We have determined our own definition of what justice is based on who we are and thinking that we're always right. And over and over and over again, we use this idea that because of, in your mind, you think there was injustice, it justifies mob violence or mob tactics, or somehow it allows you to do the things today and you think people are going to cheer you on. But I don't know too many people that were cheering what they were watching on the television today at all, at all. And for someone to think that, hey, this can't be right, what's going on in the election, so I'm justified to act in this way, is wrong. That is a wrong way to think. And it's rejected, widely rejected. Tonight at the Capitol building, I think that those that believe this election should be further investigated doesn't use that as a justification for anything that happened today. I think that it's okay to question, and I think it's okay to say, I believe this warrants further investigation, and I think you can say those things, and I think you can protest the government without doing everything else that happened after. I think all of those things could be simultaneously accepted, just like many of the other protests that have happened in the past that were peaceful, many others. It's this lawlessness in this order is unacceptable when you're feeling like there's no justice and uh, order is secondary and it, it undermines our values as a country and undermines the arguments that you think you're making. And it doesn't make your argument any stronger. What it does is make your argument weaker. And that's where we are.
I um I wondered how far statements like no justice, no peace or mostly peaceful or steal the vote or things like that. I wondered how far they would go. And I just never would have guessed it would have been those on the right that would have taken it too far. I never would have thought it would be from Trump supporters. Honestly, I didn't. But maybe I was naive to think that human nature, when people feel unrighted, is something that is a left to right issue. I think it's a human issue. It's a human problem that really needs to be rejected. I um, I, I think our enemies today will be using this moment to also laugh at us and say, hey, they're going to take this as a win. They're, they're going to watch this and they're going to share the photos and they're going to say, hey, you know, this is this is more than we could have ever have done. Look, they didn't even stop them. If anything, I think as a country, we need to prove them wrong and make sure we know that this is clearly rejected. And that's what we're seeing a lot on the Senate floor right now as Congress gets back together and continues the process to resume the count of the Electoral College votes. And tonight they'll continue to do that. It'll be a win for Joe Biden. That's not going to change. If anything, if we're going to try to find ways to prove people wrong, to say, hey, as a nation, as a country, we're better than this, the best thing I think you can do is to move on. You have to. You have to move on. And I hope that's what we see. I do. I hope that's what we see. So I I didn't exactly know where the show would go tonight. It, it could go in any direction. We have senators that are speaking on the floor. We could play some of that tonight. I'm sure there'll be more votes. I don't know if they're going to object. Honestly, I to me, it indicates that maybe there'll be no House members that object tonight based on what they saw because of the delay and everything else. But there could be. We could see... Vice President Pence put the uh, bow on things and say it's over and here's the counts. We're certifying and we're done. I just don't know where it's going. I know that a lot of people have feelings. I know that you have a lot of feelings. If you want to call into the show, you can. But let me let me put this out here real quick. Tonight's going to be a little bit different in a couple of different ways, because I know that sometimes emotions get the best of anyone. We're just not going to tolerate when emotions go too far. And we need to make that very clear right off the bat. Because tonight, I really do want to talk about this. I really want you to have your say. I don't want a night like this to make it sound like, hey, we shied away from it. We're not going to shy away from it. But we're going to be real. We're going to be true. And we're just not going to put up with nonsense tonight. And that's it. Here's the phone number. I feel like we got a lot of people waiting to talk about this. 314-436-7900. You can text that line to or 800-925-1120. Since we're in St. Louis, Missouri, we broadcast to a large region, considering that this signal goes to like 35 plus states. So you could be listening for anywhere in the United States right now. Yeah, it's actually, you're welcome to call in too. You don't have to be right here in this region. You can call in from anywhere. I'd like to hear from you tonight. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. This is Overnight America KMOX. St. Louis's morning news. Total information AM. Weekday mornings at 5 on KMOX and KMOX.com. And Overnight America is live with you tonight. 
I'm watching some of the Senate debates from the floor, at least some of the statements, and the feed that I have was just a little bit delayed. So I'm going to try to rewind here because I'm watching the CBS News feed, and I wanted to make sure that we took Senator Josh Hawley because he has really been at the center of this for such a long time. Um, but my feed is kind of hopping around, so I might have missed him. I know that producer Mike is going to be grabbing it, and we will bring that speech to you when we have a second. It's interesting, the positioning of Josh Hawley, who is standing up in right behind him, is Mitt Romney giving him a dirty look. So we will air that speech. And when producer Mike grabs that and at least uh, tees it up for us, we'll bring it to you. So let's take a couple of calls first. And uh, we'll go from there. And let's go to Denny, who's first on the line. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you, Ryan. If you don't want us to talk about treason or point fingers at the Republicans, but sir, there's 140 Republicans who are signing to disrupt the certification of Biden. If that isn't treasonous, I don't know what is. Okay, Denny, I'm going to stop you because let me ask you this. If it's allowed for them to give their reason of concern, if that actual mechanisms in place for them during this process, how is them using that treason? Hmm. Well, you're telling us not to even concern just to move on. I don't think we can do that. Uh, okay, thanks, Denny. I, when I say move on, I'm saying from after tonight, none of this storming the Capitol or trying to incite violent stuff. That's what I'm saying, move on. We got to get that hatred out of here. That's what I'm referring to, because this hatred is just, man, it's been around for so long. It's been around for what? Most of my adult life, I can think back at the way politics has been played, and it's just there. It's very disheartening. All right, let's go to Andrew, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Um, I have to say, first of all, I was listening today to some of what President Trump said, and I was listening to some of what was being said on the Senate floor, and I happened to turn it off right before everything broke out. Mm. So when I got in my car to go to work later, I'm hearing everything for the first time. And I'm just, for the first time in my life that I can remember, I feel really disheartened to be an American. Mm. And that, I'm a centrist. I didn't have a horse in the race. I, you know, I'm, I don't believe the election was stolen. I also think there are some valid concerns as far as voter fraud, but at the same time, President-elect Biden in two weeks is going to be our president. And to your words about we need to move on, I think maybe a better way to put it is we need to move forward. Mm. We need to move forward as a country. We need to move forward with hopefully a president who is not going to continue the party rhetoric and is genuinely going to try to play play ball with both sides i'm so exhausted from the two-party system and i quite frankly and this is not a, this is not a knock against you specifically of course but i'm so I'm, I, I blame the media for a lot of that um because i feel like there were candidates 
in this cycle that could have been legitimate candidates, but they don't get any attention by the media, so they fall by the wayside. I'll be honest with you, the candidate I really wanted to see out there was Andrew Yang. Mm. He got nothing. He got no attention whatsoever. And what I liked about him the most, it was the first thing I heard out of his mouth, was I'm, I'm not here to, to fight Trump. I'm not here to, to, to cut down President Trump. I'm here to figure out what led him to be, to solve what led him to be elected in the first place. Mm, I see. Well, thank you very much for your call, Andrew. I appreciate that. And yeah, you're not going to get <laughs> me worked up when you say the media has issues. Yeah, no, the media has issues. We, the, the mainstream media has all kinds of issues. I will put this out there, and I've said it many times, and I think it applies to what we're seeing. When it comes to coverage, when there's national coverage of something, if you can help it, skip to the local it's much better to get news from someone on a local side because they actually are held accountable in their communities. The, the national overall media landscape, just consider all of them um, activists or probably not activists. Just consider them opinionated. Don't take them as a journalist by their word. I feel like you have to skip over and look at local. So when you talk about Andrew Yang, there you are with the little blue cap Yang gang stuff. I get that. Um, he's used. And he was abused by the Democratic Party. Man, they kept changing the rules. They didn't want him in there. I get you. But none of that changes anything that happened at all. Uh, none, none of that changed. But I find your points interesting, and you're not going to offend me by saying that. Let's go to Dwayne. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello, Ryan. Thank you for taking my call tonight. Um, I think... Trump needs to be taken out of office ASAP. Uh, I don't think we need a president with his finger on the atomic weapons uh, with the way he's acting right now. Well, why do you think he would start something now? He's the only president. Like, how many years and decades has it been since a president hasn't started a new war? So I wouldn't really worry about that at this point there's no indication that there would be something that starts up in the next couple of weeks well i would i hope not either but you know uh he's never acted like this before and you know i just you know if you go back and look at every other president you can say obama you can say bush you can say clinton they all started some conflict when things heated up but it's not gonna happen in this case we're two weeks out but then again, it's 2021 and we just came off a crazy year. So anything can happen. Uh, I understand that you want him out, but naturally speaking, trying to draft articles to impeach him or to remove him from office at this point, does anyone actually believe that would help things? Absolutely not. So th that's the part. That's part of the problem, too. If you saw what happened today, what do you think would happen if they forcefully removed Trump uh, before the end of his term? What do you think would happen then? So we got to be smart here. And plus, that's not a good idea. So thank you for your call. Let's go to Kevin, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, the problem is the media is inflating the violence. I mean, you don't censor the president from Twitter. And all the pre president has done is called for peace and telling everybody to go home. And I just mm -hmm. found that on a TikTok video, but I'm sure they'll take it down as soon as they realize it's there. Twitter has censored the president. How crazy is that? And all the man is doing, and you can watch it for yourself, find it on TikTok, 
where he's going, people, go home. <laughs> we, are the, we are the people of peace. We are the people of law and order. But nobody yeah. hears that. What you hear is CBS saying, oh, they're talking about the 25th Amendment to removing him immediately because he's uh, encouraging violence. No, he's not. That's a flat-out lie. That is a mass media lie. People, mm-hmm. wake I, up. There is uh, serious yeah. stuff going on here. And, yeah. and, and one last thing. Real quick. I don't, you know, it, can somebody tell me if there's more votes than registered voters in a state, how is it possible to have hundreds of thousands more votes than registered voters? Can somebody answer that simple question? Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, this is what I want to do. I want to play Donald Trump's message. And by the way, he posted this message on Twitter. It was a video message. It lasted um, one minute. And this got him banned on Twitter. So I'm going to play for you. I mean, he's not banned. He's his uh, accounts locked, and they deleted the tweets. This is his message. He del- they Twitter as a large tech company saw this and said he needs to, uh, to take this down, remove it immediately, and if not, we'll threaten to take away his account because this was what he said. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election. And everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Go home and go home in peace. All right. So that was the message that got him locked and deleted on Twitter is two tweets, the last ones, including that video message. So this is what I want to do. We ran out of time, but we're going to take more of your calls. Josh Hawley was on the floor about 15 minutes ago. I'm going to play that for you right after the break. We're going to take a look at your weather, and we have a lot of people that want to get on tonight. And this is really what we're dedicating to tonight. So if you're there, just hold on and don't go anywhere. We will get to your call. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And welcome back to Overnight America. And I got to be honest, I haven't actually listened to Josh Hawley's speech yet. It's about three minutes long. So let's do that first. And it gives us a little bit more perspective of what's going on when it comes to the debate on the Senate floor. 
Uh, let's take a listen to that. Violence is not how you achieve something better. Our Constitution was built and put into place so that there would be, in the words of Abraham Lincoln, no appeal from ballots to bullets, which is what we saw, unfortunately, attempted tonight. There is no place for that in the United States of America. And that's why I submit to my colleagues that what we're doing here tonight is actually very important. Because for those who have concerns about the integrity of our elections, those who have concerns about what happened in November, this is the appropriate means. This is the lawful place where those objections and concerns should be heard. This is the forum that the law provides for our laws provide for for those concerns to be registered, not through violence, not by appealing from ballots to bullets, but here in this lawful process. And so to those who say that this is just a formality today, an antique ceremony that we've engaged in for a couple of hundred years, I can't say that I agree. I can't say that our precedents suggest that. I actually think it's very vital what we do. The opportunity to be heard, to register objections is very vital because this is the place where those objections are to be heard and dealt with, debated, and finally resolved in this lawful means, peacefully, without violence, without attacks, without bullets. And so, Mr. President, let me just say now briefly, in lieu of speaking about it later, a word about Pennsylvania, which is a state that I have been focused on, objected to, as an example of why people are concerned, millions of Americans concerned about our election integrity. The state of Pennsylvania, quite apart from allegations of any fraud, you have a state constitution that has been interpreted for over a century to say that there is no mail-in balloting permitted except for in very narrow circumstances that's also provided for in the law. And yet, last year, Pennsylvania elected officials passed a whole new law that allows universal mail-in balloting and did it irregardless of what the Pennsylvania Constitution said. And then when Pennsylvania citizens tried to go and be heard on this subject before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, they were dismissed on grounds of procedure, timeliness, in violation of that Supreme Court's own precedent. So the merits of the case have never been heard. The constitutionality of the statute actually has never been defended. I'm not aware of any court that has passed on its constitutionality. Actually, I'm not aware of anybody who's defended the constitutionality. And this was what this was the statute that governed this last election in which there are over 2.5 million mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania. This is my point, that this is the forum. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court hasn't heard the case. There's no other court to go to to hear the case in the state. And so this is the appropriate place for these concerns to be raised, which is why I have raised them here today. And I hope that this body will not miss the opportunity to take affirmative action to address the concerns of so many millions of Americans, to say to millions of Americans tonight that violence is never warranted, that violence will not be tolerated, that those who engage in it will be prosecuted, but that this body will act to address the concerns of all Americans across the country. We do need an investigation into irregularities, fraud. We do need a way forward together. We need election security reforms. I bet my friends on the other side of the aisle don't disagree with that. We need to find a way to move forward on that together so that the American people from both parties, all walks of life can have confidence in their elections and that we can arrange ourselves under the rule of law that we share together. Okay. That was Senator Josh Hawley. To me, it sounds like 
The show must go on. <laughs> oh, man. So he, he laid out some of those concerns. This is what I'm really curious is what's going to happen. So when given the opportunity to object after the senators get their speeches and members of the House go through each state and then there's an opportunity, who's going to be the one to object, if any, if any? I wonder if they're just going to use the speeches as their opportunity for the objection, but not the formal objection. I don't know. I guess that's one of the mysteries of tonight so that why uh, that's really the reason you're going to have to listen all night long because this is big this is uh historic so let's take some more of your calls and amanda is holding on welcome to overnight america hi ryan how are you doing good so i think that it's going to be difficult to move forward from here until we get resolution um you know it just you can't you know you can't move forward without any kind of uh definitive answer on what occurred, you know, yay or nay. When you say definitive answer of what occurred, so what what do you mean by that? What do you think needs to be looked into? Uh, I definitely think that there needs to be some sort of an investigation. I think there should have already been an investigation. But uh, So you're, you're referring to, like, the voter, uh, the, yeah. the issues of the votes, not necessarily what happened at the Capitol. Okay. I, no. I didn't know which one you were referring to there. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Um, I'm talking about voting, yes. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people that would welcome that still. And I would be happy if they continue to look into it, but didn't uh, use it as a way to disrupt this process. But I think they I, I think a lot of the concerns and the raising of the investigation doesn't mean that you, you can't continue to look into it after the fact. Um, I don't think there's anything that could stop you from raising more evidence as you find it in order to prevent these things from happening in the future. So if anything, we should all be for preventing any sort of fraud in the future if, if it did indeed happen. So Amanda, thank you for your call. All right. So that's how you move forward, I guess, is how she says it. You move forward by uh, getting to the bottom of it. And a lot of people don't believe that we've gotten to the bottom of it yet. As Josh Holly points out in his speech, we've really only scratched the surface and a lot of the objections were never really investigated or looked into. So let's go and take a call from Terry. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hi, Terry. Hi. Yes, uh, Ryan. Um, I'm, I'm very old, but uh, I think tonight, I don't think it was uh, Trump's people. I'm a conservative, and I don't think for one second that any... Uh, true conservative would do what they did tonight at the at the White House. I think I have a friend in Portland, Oregon, and she thinks it was a uh, Antiqua that wanted to interrupt that peaceful demonstration that the Republicans were having and put the blame on Trump because he made that speech that uh, this wasn't that this that we were going to fight to the end of this and all that you know which maybe he shouldn't have said but uh, he didn't mean it that way he just meant he wasn't going to give up trying to right what was wrong hmm. and this I was, noticed this was, on so yeah real quick Terry I noticed a lot of people on social media that were taking photographs of some of the different people that were prominent inside the Capitol building the ones that were posing for photos and you know standing up and grabbing things or whatever it was and then the internet was very quick to try to match that photo 
with other events that have happened in the past to try to show that it may not have been spontaneous. This may have been planned and other things. I think that we will get to the bottom of this, considering how clear the photographs are of people's faces. And I would say that based on the security that's in the Capitol and all the different cameras, we need to identify and put out into the world every single person that went into the Capitol building unlawfully. I I think their names, their faces, all of them should be put out there for the public to see. And I think we should identify them because I think we should know their names. But uh, Terry, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate that. And I think that would be a really good way to deter anyone that's thinking that this was a good idea. Well, I think that most of the internet people are really good at trying to play little detectives, but the problem with the internet is that people are wrongfully called out. I mean, they'll they'll do these things and they'll try to ruin other people knowing it's really not them that they're identifying to. They just do that because it's easy to get a share that way. So I think at least an investigation into this, any single person caught on camera needs to be publicly identified as entering that Capitol, Capitol building. Uh, let's go to Dave, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hey, um, thank you for taking my call. First off, um, I just want to let you know um, about how far your signal or where you're transmitting to. I'm in uh, Holly's um, favorite state. I'm in Pennsylvania. And I just wanted to state that first. But that's wonderful. We do get is, calls once in a while. There's an ad that calls from Philadelphia quite frequently. Really? So, yeah, I'm that's great. The Grant there. I'm just outside of Wilkes-Barre, actually. Great. So um, what I wanted to get to was... Um, I'm an ex-veteran. Um, um, I was an uh, active duty Air Force for three and a half years during the Reagan-Bush era, during the Cold War threat. And um, then I was in the Pennsylvania Air Guard for nine years, and I was also in the Air Force Reserve for five years after that. Three different jobs, three different, you know, branches or whatever, the three different. But um, what's really appalling is, is the fact that Trump ultimately is the commander-in-chief. And I just feel so ashamed, like most people do, um, for that reason of being a vet. And for all that, that this is the person we call the commander in chief. And he has done what he's done and what he's done over the last four years. And it's just amazing. That's what really strikes me because I'm very, I'm all about, um, I'm such a true American page. I'm what, you know, I'm just all about the service, all branches. Um, and I've been all about veterans. I worked in a state veterans home for 20, 20 years, approximately. And, um, I'll do anything for the veterans. Um, I've, honor guard services i was on active duty honor guard and then also once i've been out of the military i still put on a uniform and i still do honor guard duties for burials for different family members or friends that have been in services and i'll just tell you one thing um i just i'm so appalled by trump's behavior and every veteran should be well that's one real quick just just one follow-up question and i'm curious when you use the term commander-in-chief so when that is referred to it means that he's the head of the military branches means he's able to make those decisions are you referring to commander-in-chief as if he is directing his supporters like he would military members is that what you're referring to well in, in essence because ultimately ultimately not that he's making the final word because of course the, whether it be the, um, help me out here, the um, Pentagon officials, the um, um, Secretary of Defense and all, when they bring something up, that we're going to make an attack on somebody, we're going to do this mission or whatever. The point is, they run it by him. But he's, the president is pretty much the one that says, yeah, nay. we know in past history, whether it be with Clinton, like with, with Mogadishu, um, which is another story we know with Osama bin Laden, who gave the okay to end up going after him, Saddam Hussein, the whole bit. I mean, ultimately, and who makes it? President Trump was the one who ordered these drone strikes on 
that kind of ticked off these um, um, what Iraqis, Iranians are, you know, Iranians, over in Afghanistan yeah. there. I mean, he ultimately gave, and we know he, he ultimately was the one who gave that order to go ahead with it. I mean, and, um, and of course, and you were saying about hopefully nothing will happen these next two weeks. I hope not either. But he's got a lot of secrets that he knows, uh, top secret information and stuff that could be used against uh, the security of this country. Um, his friends may be in Russia, China, North Korea. I don't know. Hopefully Man. nothing will happen like that one person stated. But um, you, you never know. If you, just when you think you saw it all this in 2020, here we are in 21, six yeah. days. Yeah, I get that. Me. Uh huh. All right. Thanks, Dave. I just when you think you've seen it all in 2020, uh, I think that taking out Soleimani was not, we're talking about a real bad terrorist here. Uh, I don't think too many people are going to lose any hours of sleep knowing that a horrible, despicable terrorist in Soleimani was taken out. So, no. Uh, but the other thing that I want to point out is that this whole last four years where they were banging on him all the time. What what dirt do these other countries have on him? And he, this is part of the same type of thing that continued to fuel the hatred. And the last four years, no one could have, uh, no one's uh, clean of this, I should say. No one is pure when it comes to putting out some of these sort of problems, this hatred. It seems like everyone's been fueling it. That was a big fueler of it. And turns out to be not true, of course, but it still fueled a lot of hatred. Uh, let's take some more of your calls after the break. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. So if you're holding on, don't go anywhere. It's Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. I do want to take your calls, and I've asked charlie brennan to join us right after the nine o'clock hour because i wanted to get some perspective from charlie he's been on kmox for well 30 plus years now and he's seen a lot during that time he's covered a lot i just wanted to get his thoughts on where does this uh line up with some of the other things he's covered in the past so we'll do that let's go to vernell who's holding on welcome to overnight america thanks ryan appreciate it one thing i want to say tonight is i feel sorry for the woman that got killed today I know that some husband, uh, he's lost his wife. Some kids lost their mother. So my heart goes out for those family. I know what it's yeah. like when you lose a loved one. And uh, there's a sad day that a person got killed in the capital. Sad day. And Real Americans, sad. And I think she was really young. They made it sound like she was like a, almost like 18, 19. Do we know much yeah, about I'm, her? Have you seen anything reported? No. One thing I got reported is that, you know, she died in the hospital. She got shot yeah. in the neck, and that was it. But That's I can understand terrible. some some parents lost a loved one, and the sad day person got killed in the capital. Let, let me say one other thing about the ballot. You know, you got all these people. You got ten thousand uncounted votes. That's in, incorrect. Okay, in Illinois, the county clerk, he's elected official. Vote in fish in account, okay? I worked election for 20 years, okay? So let's suppose I get 100 ballots, okay? Those ballots, that gonna, those are registered voters that's going to come to my precinct to vote, okay? After the polls close, I got to turn into the county seat, county clerk, 100 ballots, not 
fifty, not two hundred, one hundred. So that's that's erroneous about incorrect uh, has least loose ballots. No, it's no such thing. You get the ballots from the county elected official and you get your hundred ballots or two hundred, those are ballots you gotta turn. So ain't no such thing as unaccountable ballots. There's no anything like that. So what I'm getting at it's a sad day in America than what happened today. And Trump caused it. He is every bit of at fault. And as a military man, and there's lots of things the military are not going to serve on a bad commander-in-chief. That's not going to happen. And the Joint Chief of Staff not going to get that order. And what I'm getting at, Trump was a bad commander-in-chief. Thank you. Eh. All right. Thanks for now. Uh, 314-436-7900. I mean, there's a lot of people that uh, feel that way today. Uh, I wanted to, you know what? I got one other call I want to take first. And then there was one audio clip from global news where it's a person who was next to the woman who was shot today. And he gives a analysis of what happened. He gives his account for what happened and it's pretty dramatic. This is the only place I've heard the story of her where she leads into the Capitol building and gets shot Keep in mind, uh, unarmed, but going into a place where she shouldn't be. Let me um, go to Neil first before we do that. Welcome to Overnight America. Thanks, Ryan. I just wanted to point out, uh, in defense of Trump, you in the last hour said he's the one president in, in long time that hasn't started a war. Well, I'll tell you what, he started a war in this country. You know, when after Charlottesville, he said but there was good people on both sides, and then during the debates, he couldn't condemn the hate groups. And everything he says is just putting fuel on the fire. And uh, the sooner he leaves office, the better. We need a, a president, a leader who's going to unite us. Yeah, let me just point I that. I, okay, thank you very much, Neil. Talking about putting fuel on the fire, and I'll use those two examples. Taking him out of context and using the quote about Charlottesville out of context is something that those in the mainstream media use to fuel the fire. His full comments, his full statements, completely different than what you're trying to put it into a certain context of him fueling fire. So if anything, he's the one that is taken out of context in order to fuel a fire for someone else's objective. The same thing happened with the hate group things. I don't know how many times he's disavowed them. And still, they still try to paint this picture that he's backing them. So that is something that is specifically used against him in order to fuel a fire against him and more divisiveness in this nation. And I think that's a really good example of how we continue to try to blame him for things that, you know, there's enough. If you wanted to find things a fault for him, there's a, certainly a lot of faults. But this stuff of just manufacturing it like this and purposely and wrongfully taking it out of context just to prove a point is wrong, too. That needs to be pointed out. I wanted to play this from Global News, and this was a eyewitness that spoke to Global News during their live broadcast that talked about the moments leading into that young woman getting shot. Can you show us your hand? Yeah. How did you get that on your hand? Well, we had uh, stormed into the, the chambers inside, and there was a young lady who rushed through the windows. A number of police and Secret Service were saying, get back, get down, get out of the way. She didn't heed the call, and as we kind of raced up to grab people and pull them back, they shot her in the neck, and she fell back on me and started saying she was fine, it's cool. And then she started kind of, like, moving weird, and blood was coming out of her mouth and neck and nose, and I don't know if she's alive or dead anymore. And how did you get back out of the building? Uh, riot, riot police came in, 
and started ushering us out with their, their sticks. Where did you enter the building and where did you exit? Other side with the scaffolding. We tore through the scaffolding through flashbangs and tear gas and blitzed our way in through all the chambers, just trying to get, get into Congress or whoever we could get into and tell them that we need some kind of investigation into this. And what ends up happening is someone might have ended up dead. And that's not the kind of government we can have. People have to do something about it. I can't. You need any help at all. EMS is right there. All right. So, and he tells how they broke in. And he later in the interview says, it could have been me. I was right next to her. It was either her or me. And she was the one that got shot. And news later reported that she died in the hospital. So, video is out there. It shows the moments where she's lying on the ground, bleeding out, gets a stretcher in, they take her, and she doesn't survive. That was a. Uh, that was the alternative reality. The other person realizing it very well could have been him. Uh, let's go to Dave, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Uh, I'm 33 years old. I'm not very old, obviously. Um, you know, from to Obama. And I uh, Dave, I'm sorry. We're going to have to, we'll put you on hold. Your phone's cutting in and out. I can't understand what you're saying. We might have time for one other phone call. Let's go to Victoria real quick. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. So I was wondering how you think this is going to affect the mindset of Americans, especially young Americans, because I'm a psychology major. You know, we've studied how 9-11 affected people and their mindset in america and so this is a crazy day and what do you what do you think about that so are you in college right now you're a college student yeah yeah i'm 23 about to graduate i I don't think this will have the same psychological impact as 9 11. um this definitely is a big news event today it's one that we're going to go back and look at and we're not going to be proud of i don't know if you'll people will look at this and be traumatized by it if anything i think they'll be more disappointed and they'll use it as a uh, a reminder of just how terrible things were at this time when it comes to the divisiveness mm-hmm. of our country so if anything i you know my my son's six i'm not going to talk to my son about this there's no reason for me to talk to my son about this right now yeah. but maybe one day in the future it'll come up and i'll be able to give him some context uh victoria thank you very much for the call uh, so we're going to go to break here and charlie brennan's going to join us right after the news He's been at the station 30 years. He's seen a lot. I want to know, where does this fall in line with the things he's covered in the past? Because this certainly is a huge news event. So he said he'll join us, and he's going to do that next. We'll take some more of your calls, too, on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.